welcome back to another episode of Dwarf Fortress Talk. This is Rain Seeker here, and I'm here with our illustrious leader, Tarn Adams. Hi, uh, hi. I am Tarn Adams. And also known as Toadie One. Um, I'd like to uh, uh, celebrate our newest podcast because it's been a long time coming, and we're finally back with our yammering. <laughs> and actually, that's that's today's topic is... Cody Yammers. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, I'm coming off of, of of little sleep, and that should enhance the enhance the process. And uh, yeah, I don't remember why we couldn't why we didn't choose a topic this time. Uh, we, I, we I think we I, were not sure what to choose. I think was the yeah one. yeah, and we didn't we didn't we didn't. Uh, we have we 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 read through the thread, but just didn't settle on anything. We'll, we'll we might go back to topics uh, or not, depending on uh, <laughs> depending on which way the wind blows, I guess. But um, right, and we are changing up our um, format today. We're going to be breaking up this podcast into two segments. Uh, basically, the first one is Toadie and I, and then the second one is Toadie and the Captain, <laughs> and. Uh, Basically, we could not coordinate our schedules um, this month, so we just wanted to get it get it done. Yeah, yeah, there were enough aborted aborted uh, <laughs> scheduling and and problems and torn disappearing and doing things and then people getting sick and all this other stuff. So, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it 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 won't hurt to have an extra episode inserted between the times when we can actually all get together. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And actually, we could insert um, Captain's voice in, and we insert him right here. Yeah. Okay. So that was that was that was the that was Captain. I I, I almost heard it. Almost heard it. <laughs> I should pretend I did hear it. Hey, Captain. Yeah. How are Captain. you doing, guys? I'm doing all right. He's pretending to hear him, but no, really. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was mag- magic editing right there. Magic editing. All right. So. Um, so you're pretty excited about this new release? You happy? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's still bumpy, bumpy because we moved to a new compiler and the new compiler cut out Windows 2000 and I think Windows XP service packs one and two, something like that. And it seems to also cut out Mac, uh, um, uh, not just the power PCs, but also the 10.4 operating system. That's my understanding right now. And there may or may not be ways around that, and that's all kind of in a in a slow process. Because I mean, I haven't I haven't got anything definitive at this point. Um, so yeah, so that's 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 going to be an ongoing adventure. Uh, Okay, so so we got the new the new um uh the new version up. Thank you, Nathan, for the new version up. And uh <laughs> we are looking at what um what new features. Do you want to summarize? I know people can read it, but Yeah, so so the 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 main the main feature this time is that adventure mode's broken. Uh, because we added <laughs> new, the, new feature broken. <laughs> the uh we added the new the new villages, and we didn't want to. We didn't want to delay another, you know, month to kind of put adventure mode back together. Um, 
and that's just what we're going to do in October instead. Uh, mainly because, I mean, there's not a lot of to do in adventure mode before, so we didn't feel like we were cutting people out too much to have it delayed for a month. And uh, there were some dwarf mode bugs we wanted to fix. Um, so, uh, uh, well, I can't remember them off the top of my head, but the... Um, uh, it fixed a few annoying, annoying bugs in dwarf mode for the, this time around. And, uh, but, but I, but we have kind of set the stage for the rest of the game, um, now the, the, the changes to come by, by setting up these, uh, these civilization populations that are much larger and having the, the sites kind of spread out so that there's now farmland surrounding uh, cities that don't exist yet, but are kind of, they're marked with plus signs on the map right now. That's where the towns and cities are going to be for the humans. And the, um, the, uh, the, 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 the kind of uh, sprawl of the civilizations for the other races isn't as, as well defined yet, but... Right. Um, can you now, can you still yeah. embark on a human civilization or any civilization that... Uh, no, this was one of the, this was one of the main hiccups with the, with the release, is that because, um, I'm assuming partially because the, the sprawl is, uh, the site sprawl with all these villages is completely useless right now, um, uh, people still mainly look at the map as like, where am I going to embark in dwarf mode? And because it's kind of silly right now embarking on a human site, there are no kind of, uh, uh uh, what you call it? Uh, consequences for doing that. Uh, no, no problems that they have with you doing that. Just kind of sitting there and digging up their houses and collapsing them and stuff. Uh, that that um, and I and also because of the way the new sites are stored, I wasn't sure I wanted to. I wanted to get into the the overlap situation there. Um, until until we actually care about supporting that properly. Uh, so it's just not allowed. But because the sites sprawl so much and have have uh, lay claim to so much more territory, it kind of it kind of sections out large portions of the map that you can't embark on. So uh, right now that just looks like a straight penalty because there's there's nothing to be gained um, by just taking away embark sites and not adding anything else to the game. So. Um, right. you know, I can understand that being a, that being a downer for people. So for this week, I just put in, uh, put in some, some options that are easier to get at to control, um, how much the sites spread out and made the default map, uh, the medium setting map that you get by doing a create a new world, uh, just, just not have, uh, so much sprawl, uh, as it stands. Uh, that'll probably be coming back, um, but but we want to handle a few things. Uh, just just make make it kind of justify its existence and also uh, decrease its memory footprint a bit before we uh, before we bring it back. And uh, but but this is the direction uh, things are going to go because it's like there's not the only reason as it stands to have kind of calm empty areas surrounded by civilizations that go on for a thousand years that would have exploited that area um, is to have new places for your dwarves to go that are calm uh, and surrounded by other civilizations. Uh, right. And, and, it, and so it's, it's like, it's like you kind of, you know, you might want to have some areas like that, but they should be able to justify their own existence. And once there are more things going on in world, Jen, it won't be that hard because, I mean, in, in, in Europe, there was resettlement going on all the time. Um, 
just just new groups moving in over where the old ones were, fighting them off, but sometimes just resettling areas that had been that had been um, emptied or ravaged previously that didn't then get resettled because of whatever was going on at the time. So there's there's plenty uh, there's plenty of ways that we can be respectful of keeping a simulation going, a kind of real-world simulation, and all the good things that come out of trying to be respectful of that, while at the same time maintaining the uh, the integrity of the uh, of the dwarf dwarf mode choices. Now that that whole situation is going to change a bit when we when we finally get to the 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 start scenarios. Uh, where, where you can, you, you have kind of a reason why your fortress is doing what it's doing or whatever. But, right. um, those will still be, I mean, it, it'll still be kind of the same choices of places you can go and so on. So, um, yeah. it's a problem that needs And it should be interesting too, right? With, during World Gen, because you, you're gonna eventually have the, um, leaders making decisions about what to do, right? So, depending on their personalities, they could leave Stuff alone, maybe for religious reasons. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could, you could end up. Uh, yeah. There was a. There was a. Uh, I remember there's. I, I forgot what they're called. The the urn urn field culture or something. It's just uh, one of mm-hmm. these ancient ancient um, uh, cultures where the the reason they're named the urn field culture is because they just have all these 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 fields that they left open and and just they left behind the urns where they buried people. These I think they were clay. Right. Clay urns, and that's—I think—that's all they know about them, uh, roughly. And so, so there, there could be areas like that where your your dwarves, you know, you, oh, this, what is this nice, nice, calm, peaceful river location that that's completely untouched? And then you, you go to the river, and uh, you know, right, right, as you're digging, digging down, and you know, uh, thinking about defeating the aquifer or whatever, whatever you're thinking about. And you just find, you know, all kinds of interesting buried things. And then uh, when the human right. traders the human, arrive, the human they're human like, traders it's right. not even... You've defiled! I guess the human traders wouldn't arrive at all. They'd know. They'd be like, uh, <laughs> once you start exporting, they see all these dwarven tr- trade wagons being exported out of their burial grounds. And they're like, are you selling the bones of our ancestors? <laughs> And uh yeah, so you But they're very handsome trinkets, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like care for the skull cup. And it's just, it's just like no. So no, so Mary, <laughs> yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, nothing but trouble coming out of that. So I mean that's that's I mean and that that that, that kind of points points to why why it feels weird to to have People em- embarking on the on the human sites. Although we we had this conversation before, and then I allowed embarking on the human sites. So part of it is really that the sprawl the sprawl is a little difficult to manage. The way the the sites the sites are stored with this kind of this overlapping dwarf embark on the sprawl area, because uh, it used to just enlarge your embark site to encompass the three by three human site. But now the human sites can kind of push sixteen by sixteen or whatever. Um, it it's it's a little stranger to do that because your computer wouldn't work but um it, i mean it's not like it has to load the whole thing anymore either uh it was just a little weird it was just so a little weird it's not like the it's not like a right. it's not impossible it would be it's, odd. Just, it's just delays and that kind of thing yeah. so, so you uh, have to figure out a way to not cut buildings in half and stuff like that probably 
Yeah, yeah. That that part that part I'm kind of handling um uh already just by kind of just cuz I've got small buildings now these little these little um these little cottages I kind of uh move them to dodge lines <laughs> of cutting uh, potential lines of cutting. It it probably makes the uh the the villages in the end will probably look, you know, 5% more square because of that or whatever, but <laughs> it's the price the price you pay for having not, not to, for to avoid writing artificial intelligence that's like, well, I'm in half of my house right now, and if that guy moves right, then well, I'll be in the other half of my house too. Um, <laughs> it'd be a little, little, uh, you know, I wouldn't want to inflict that on anybody. Um, <laughs> but it's going to be that way with castles, probably though. If I've got, or, or especially things like city walls, like loading in, yeah. you can't really load in um, the entire city. Um, if if they're if 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 the very largest cities say encompass that entire sixteen by sixteen area, then you can't you can't load the entire city. So it's going to need to understand what it means to run off the top of the wall or run through the inside of a wall or run around either side of the wall. Uh, it's all doable. Um, it, it's just going to be these little special cases, I think, probably uh, to handle that. Um, but yeah, we might. out of curiosity. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, the human walls. Are you gonna make them be bigger than like the normal one by one tile, or is it gonna vary? Or oh, so so um yeah, so the the like like actual city walls or whatever. Sure. And yeah. Can, you, can you take them apart in dwarf mode? <laughs> <laughs> I it, it's it's always a weird thing because because. Um, I mean, if if the city if the city wall is just kind of built of pieces of stone or whatever, it seems legitimate to me to have to have it just be kind of one one tile sections. But when you get to something like a log cabin or something like that, the one tile sections become very weird. It's like right. it's like you're 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 taking out pieces of the log and you can put them back and replace them with with uh, another log or whatever. Uh, it, it, it seems very strange. I don't know if I'm ever going to deal with that. It's like it's kind of low priority in a way because what we've got now kind of works, and um, you know we're trying to race off toward the future for once uh, instead of getting bogged down. But um, that's that's the plan for October anyway. We'll see if that works out. And uh, but but I imagine that the the wall segments will be kind of little pieces of stone that you can kind of I mean the weird part's kind of that you can kind of just chip them out of there in any way without feeling that they have weight on top of them or 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 whatever I guess you're kind of mining them out of there uh, <laughs> and just kind of mining a tunnel through the walls um, but getting this one boulder back or whatever it's all very strange right. but. <laughs> I expect it'll be the same. I mean, they're going to be. I mean, the, the walls themselves, and, and what I was misunderstanding at first is that the walls themselves are not going to be like one tile thick. In most cases, right. they'll be able to support towers and and all okay, kinds of things. The same kind of the same kind of stuff you're going to build in dwarf mode. So if you if you if you see like those those amazing kind of city wall pictures, I don't remember the name is like Avila or something. Uh, has like 87 towers or something surrounding the city or whatever is really cool, but um, that kind of thing uh, and and more. It's a fantasy game, so you can you can uh, you can go you know if you need to go 50 or or 100 percent larger than than normal 
for your city walls for for certain fantastic and amazing people, then that's all good, right? Or make them out of glass or whatever. Exactly. It's so 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 it'll be cool. It'll be cool. Um, and we'll get to that sometime. <laughs> the uh, yeah. probably when we get to towns. I mean, uh, Zach has really been gunning for castles. <laughs> it's like uh, yeah. It's like you have these villages, but I want to have castles again, and and not just those big squares that we made before, but like an actual you know thing that looks nice. And because uh, it, there are so many things now that are essentially low hanging fruit, and we're just kind of, and now that 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 we've sort of freed ourselves up. So that October is like, let's put something fun in adventure mode so that we've got a game there. Uh, that's, that's right. kind of the, 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 the cause of October. Then, um, yeah, it's cool, uh, you know, to, to be able to, to, to do that finally. I mean, we're still, we're still well aware that there are bugs and we'll be fixing, fixing bugs, uh, as usual. But, um, you know, we knew that kind of the, the entity sprawl was the the one thing that needed to go in early and was going to be very annoying. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we kind of lost a month there. Um, and there might be a few other candidates like when we do uh, the trade rewrite or the resources rewrite uh, to kind of actually store resources on site. And that part itself is not so hard. You could almost add that in a day just tracking the numbers, but... It's, it's when you start to get to the repercussions. It's like, oh, so they eat now, so we have world world generation famines. And if you screw up <laughs> numbers there or, or war screw up the numbers or is trying to track something, then it's going to be worse than real life for a long time. Um, <laughs> if the numbers working correctly, you just have these these massive famines and, and horrible right. problems. And, because they're not thinking through their problem. They're just dying. Yeah, yeah, and, and and like any any time in in human history where someone had to think of an innovative solution to a problem, the computer's not going to be able to do that. Uh, so, it <laughs> yeah, I expect I expect trouble when we get to that part. So that's that's another one. The site sprawl was one. That that kind of site resource tracking uh, and using them is another. But other than that, I can't I can't remember. Uh, any adventure mode stuff that really seemed like as an as a single item on the dev page seemed like a nightmare. Uh, there are some dwarf mode things that I expect will take time. Job priorities because that involves rewriting the entire dwarf AI. Um, but it's more than job priorities. It's actually um, rewriting it to allow all kinds of things uh, to get them to think think a little bit about um, uh, whatever. Uh, you might think of, uh, so they can prioritize things like parties better and, um, and, and, uh, their, their little personal life stuff along with their jobs and, um, uh, make it less of a strict hierarchy that's, that, 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 uh, it runs through. Uh, it should right. be, should be, uh, should be really beneficial, but it's a, it's a big rewrite. That's, that's another one down there. And of course things like, you know, moving fortresses, you know, we mentioned, oh yeah, we're gonna have moving fortress pieces. Uh, I mean, I can, I can see, you know, in, in, how I wanna implement that uh, vaguely, like how I'd store the stuff or whatever and, and how that's going to be, uh, uh, neither a large nor a small project, strictly speaking, but <laughs> I imagine that the, uh, the ramifications are going to be as bad as the problems that still exist from the 3D cave-ins where, like, the, the ice floors don't work right during cave-ins or whatever the current errors are. Uh, there's going to be all kinds of, of fun time there. 
Um, fortunately, the uh, fortunately the uh, the code for adventure mode when you're walking around the map, um, how it shifts everything as it loads new areas, uh, that's gonna that's gonna save me a whole ton of time moving a fortress section. So so it's gonna be it's gonna be easier than than it might might look in a way, but um, also it'll just be hard in general. So. Uh, the, yeah, and I'm sure there are a few other things down down in the, in the dwarf mode list on the dev pages that are that are that are tricky and time consuming. Maybe the linguistic stuff too. Although um, I'm not, I don't know when that's going to happen in the first place. So uh, that that, um, but the the good news is there are lots of things that can be done pretty quickly now, and we're going to focus on that so that we kind of. Uh, Reclaim some enjoyment from the uh, from the game. Uh. <laughs> I have some questions here from uh, uh, readers uh, and players and listeners. listeners. We have <laughs> listeners. listeners too. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> let, let's let's let me re-explain. Okay. I have some email questions from people <laughs> who probably enjoy the game. So um, I have um, one here from Elijah. He says, could Tarn spend some time talking about the possibility of implementing different languages and written works? Is there any possibility of old languages? And what about books made of sheets, metal paper, papyrus, or even clay tablets? Yeah, we're 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 into that stuff, I and mean, we have the. Uh, it reminds me of those. Um, I don't know how to pronounce any of these words, but like the stels or whatever the uh, the uh, the um, the big um, pillars that that the uh, Assyrian kings wrote all their uh, conquests on, and so on. Mm. And so so and 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 we we have uh, we have kind of the the translations of those were some of the the inspirations for some of the world generation tortures after <laughs> the uh, towns were taken over. But uh, the uh, like like stretching out skins and sticking them on walls and stuff. But the uh, the uh, and and it and it's just it's just so so we're we're we we like that kind of thing. Um, uh, not the tortures personally um, for ourselves, but the the written languages. I mean, and the the uh, the the issues the issues are the I mean so we're we're all for it and especially when we get to the kind of uh, the treasure hunter section we had mentioned kind of old books and things like that that we'd like to like to throw in there and uh, you know it'd be cool to find one of those old old libraries they had I think they had like they they had an ancient library with these kind of cuneiform tablets which is these little little uh, they, they look like um, I don't know what you'd say like little 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 um, Triangles pressed in different configurations on this clay tablet, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, you to, to find a library of one of those things and something like uh, would would be would be really cool. And the kind of the issues that come up are there's a couple of them. One is uh, displaying the 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 language written out. I mean, it would be cool to kind of uh, use different symbols for it. And it would be a would be a time to go, you know, add some tile. I mean, this is the kind of tiles that we can actually draw without total failure, meaning uh, doing it ourselves. <laughs> so it might be possible to extend some language tiles, or or just uh, I don't know if that would that would um, 
involve Unicode in any way, uh, since we have better font support now, but it's not, um, it's not clear to me, uh, exactly how we'd go about doing it, but we're definitely, um, even if it's just adding some symbols like the dwarven graphics, if we go that way, like, I mean, like the graphics for creatures currently, you could just add some more symbols. Um, then it would be cool to, to actually display the, um, the the words that are written in the books or or on the on the tablets or whatever, and and see them there and then be able to translate them. I mean, it may be kind of kind of difficult to ask the player to do that manually, but it could do it based on your character skill or whatever and kind of translate pieces of the tablet and um, and then reveal them as you translate them. And the uh, the the other the other issue is is if you're if you're if you're having the game randomly generate a uh, a language which is something that we've yeah. kind of um, avoided up to this point even though you can throw something together especially with as little structure as our languages have now we don't really have any grammar for them or anything it's just you know here's a word here's how you write it uh, it, it the, the only reason basically we haven't done that is because we're afraid of getting too many words that that are our real life words. So for our dwarf language, we didn't want it to, you know, the word for mind to be randomly generated as Pepsi or whatever. And, <laughs> have, you know, the word for dwarf just be some swear word because of what it comes up with. <laughs> and, and, you know, so, so, you know, like if your name is like dwarf mine, your name would be like poop Pepsi or something. And it's just not what we imagine for the dwarf, dwarf, uh, language. So, uh, but that the, does become a, a problem unless yeah. you're using random characters. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, once you characters. once you get them, and that's why there's a couple solutions. There's there's the the using different characters for the languages, or when the language isn't as central, it's not like the dwarf language or whatever, but it's just some language of of some randomly generated three armed squirrel people that live in the forest <laughs> and write with leaves or something. But they still use, for whatever reason, the same the same alphabet. <laughs> then, uh, right. Uh, then, if they had something that was called Pepsi or something, that doesn't really matter. I mean, I'm sure there'll be, you, you know, if you if you've got if you've got thousands of people playing or whatever, I'm sure people will find amusing. <laughs> um, you know, someone <laughs> out there is going to get a screenshot that's just horrifying, horrifying, <laughs> in the worst possible way. Um, and we'll just let it let it go at that point, and you know, hopefully the news doesn't pick it up or whatever. <laughs> but uh, that 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 is that's basically the only obstacle. And you know, I've I've uh, I kind of had a kind of pet fascination with with linguistics in in college. It was like I was kind of fishing around for a for a double major for so long when I was doing math. Uh, it went from like computer science to animal behavior to chemistry to linguistics, and so I never actually ended up getting one. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I took like six or seven or eight classes, and I got all the books from the advanced classes. It makes you a very interesting person, that's and, for sure. And I'm not. I don't know, well, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, I, but but I, I read read them. I'm not. I mean, I missed the the coursework, and I can read online. Uh, so I don't really know where I'm at with that stuff, but it is one of the one of my little fascinations. So uh, 
That's why it's always been up on the dev page, even if I never get to it. <laughs> but, so how do you see that affecting like adventure mode? Like, you, so you you have your adventurer, he finds this leafen tablet uh, scrawled by the the squirrel people that he just slaughtered, and he's like, hmm, what does this say? It might be harder to learn the language now. You kill them all. <laughs> Well, That's true, yeah. So you can maybe have have a, <laughs> the ability to talk and and kind of learn their language gradually. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's where that's what we're hoping for. Yeah, I mean, it's the the thing that's neat is in a rudimentary way. I mean, it's it'd be it'd be impossible to pull this off for for me anyway. With uh, you know, in a, in a really satisfying way. But if you've got like uh, right now, the the grammatical structure of all the languages is the same, and well, they can only say one phrase like. Like like Johnny, uh, run Walker the dog of war or whatever, right? And the, it's 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 like that. There's only one kind of phrase they have, but they're all the same. So even now you could say, well, you you know, you know, thirty percent of the goblin vocabulary. These are the exact words you know. And then whenever you hear a phrase, it could translate those words and not the others, right? Right. And yeah. but the thing that that that'll be neater if we're storing. The things that people can say in conversations or, uh, you know, this, this, this conflicts with other things. So I'm not really sure how this is going to work. It might just be the writing. It might not be with the conversation. I'm not quite sure. But if you have the basic sentence trees, syntax, kind of noun phrase things or whatever, sitting behind the, the sentences, then the grammatical rules can take those trees and turn them into all kinds of different stuff with with uh, shifting the word order, cramming certain things together, putting uh, you know little little helper words everywhere, all that kind of stuff, and still have your your um, your knowledge of the language interpret parts of it or let you pick out pieces of it really in a really straightforward fashion, while still preserving all the diversity of the languages. And it, it would be pretty easy to do uh, overall, except for the part where you actually like build the sentence trees for everything you want to say. Uh, so it's like if you want to say, you know, the sword is hidden in such and such a cave, that that sentence tree is not so hard to build. It it you know involves uh, two of those. Um, uh, two of those those noun type phrases we already have, like the 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 shiny sword or whatever it's called, and the the cave of darkness or whatever it would be called. Those we can already do, and then you just need to to say how the verb works. And then once you can construct that, you can translate it into all the different languages, and they can apply their rules to how those those things 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 work. It's nowhere near as complicated right. as an actual language where the, you just need all these little rules that 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 modify them, and people don't even have a complete theory or whatever. But the game can have a complete theory uh, <laughs> because I know what sentences are, are allowed to be in the books. Uh, so so we was, we control that information, and it allows us to to complete the picture. So. It it should be it should be cool uh, should be cool so yeah I guess that's a that's a that's a yes for that question um, <laughs> if it was a yes no question is there any possibility of old languages yes so so yeah yeah cool. hopefully and uh, it it should come in with the the treasure hunter stuff it's it, that's where it's on the dev page if I remember let's see Noah wants to know if you could talk about how world gen combat works. Maybe we could 
briefly talk about this because I know it's something we could go on with forever. But yeah, yeah, this, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we talked well, some about it already. Yeah, yeah. So, so really, I think. Uh, well, I'll, I'll address the the uh, the conversation in terms of like what happens when two monsters meet or what happens when two armies meet and just kind of briefly run through what happens. So when two monsters okay. meet, it looks at their strengths relative to each other. I mean, it has to, first of all, the reason this is, this is as simple as it is is because it needs to run through, you know, hundreds of thousands of these battles or whatever. So, um, well, I threw that number out at something like that. They're, yeah, maybe. So, so, so there's a, there's a couple, a couple of those, a couple guys, a couple monsters, it, they look at each other relative to each other's race, uh, so if, if one guy has fire immunity and one guy's only attack is to breathe fire, then he's gonna have really crappy numbers or whatever. And right. then basically they just get a number from that, and then they start rolling, um, dice at each other, like a simple skill roll kind of, and, um, whoever wins gets to either wound or, or kill the opponent, and the uh, the the wound is chosen from a list of kind of viable wounds. Like if you breathe fire, then it'll try and burn the other guy or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, then then it will continue until uh, the battle is over. Sometimes it just adjourns the battle and a guy escapes. Uh, sometimes uh, one of them dies or is wounded and then escapes. And How does that pick the adjournment when it adjourns? Uh, if, if I remember, it's just a, there's like a number of rounds or whatever. Or it's oh, okay. like you have an escape chance. You just roll a, a die and can escape. Um, so okay. it's, 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 it's really simple. It's like there's no spatial information or anything like that. And so that's okay, the basic... So you just kind of pit two monsters against each other. They don't find each other. It just kind of... Yeah, like the yeah. Game I mean, these two monsters are going to have a fight, basically. Yeah, yeah. So, so for instance, if it's like you're a world generation hunter, it's like you go out, it pulls something out of the world, the world region that you're, you're hunting in. It's like, okay, you're fighting a cougar. And then it's like, all right, put them in the jar and shake it. And then they roll die at each other, and then someone makes it out. Uh, maybe both of them. And then, uh, um, uh, and certain duels are designated to the death on one side or the other, so one guy might not be able to escape. And that's that's why town defenses are so weird right now, because mm. the whole town defender side is designated uh, that way. And and so uh, world gen battles right now are not much different. Um, there's there's uh, it gathers the armies up from the uh up from the entities available people and it also it also skims um skims off the uh a, a, a portion of the entity population i think it just uses a tenth right now or something and it says these are the armies and it it picks the most qualified general from among those 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 historical figures that it's chosen uh, now qualifications. There's the new. There's a new uh, tactics um, skill, and there's the pre-existing leadership and organization skills that are now applied in World Gen, uh, and we'll get to that in a second. Now, it doesn't always pick the best general because if the um, if the entity has an official general position, someone who handles military strategy. Uh, then it'll choose that person instead. <laughs> so, so even if they're if, even if they're fresh, and for some reason the civilization had someone kind of fighting battles before um, that had some skill developed, uh, they they unless they got the general position, uh, they they won't be used. Unless the general position is empty, then they'll be used. So you've got you've got the, so you've got these these two armies. They're both being led. 
and uh, it rolls a uh, it, it gives the their their bonuses from terrain right now and the type of site if there's a site being defended, and it it takes the tactics leadership and organization because there's no there's no kind of strategic versus tactical right now because not a lot is going on strategy wise um, at this point. So I just, you know, it's all rolled into one right now. Right. And they just roll a, a, uh, roll, roll those skills and those skills heavily skew those, the outcome of those rolls heavily skews the, the battle. Now that, that part is going to be amplified later. Uh, hopefully we're thinking like, like that, that, that Civil War documentary when you see the lines of troops and, and how they moved and this arrow, this guy's flanking, that kind of thing. Uh, that's right. kind of what we're hoping to have for a little readout of each battle, but that's not how it works right now. How it works right now is is very creepy, and uh, it was just because <laughs> I, I needed to get something done. And so what it does is it has all of the entity population people, and it has all the historical figures. It takes uh, the historical figures, uh, or it picks one from each side, uh, and 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 throws them at each other. So you could have two historical figures thrown at each other, in which case it does one of the duels we've already discussed. Or it could throw two entity squads at each other, in which case it does much the same thing, um, but the um, the numbers are decreased. It just kills people off. Or you can have a historical figure fight a squad. Right now, because we're kind of trying to amplify the heroic nature of people, they fight a duel against a single guy uh, who might have some bonuses, I don't remember. And if they... If they um, if they win, then the entire squad dies. Or I don't remember. I mean, maybe some of them escape, but they win. They beat the they beat the squad of ten. The squads all have ten, I think. And okay. and so it kind of runs through this uh, this until the attack wave is over. And then if the attackers choose to continue, they can continue. Um, and uh, and the um, the the battle is is decided when the attacker gives up or. Uh, the defenders are are all are uh, all dead, which is the the kind of big flop. Right now. Uh, it's really right. to the last. <laughs> they can't <laughs> which, surrender. <laughs> which is also why you can have one hero because of this dual s- system. You can have one hero if they've got amplified skills uh, sitting there and just kind of uh, uh, shred assembly line an entire army or whatever. <laughs> and uh, uh, if the army continues to attack, uh, they, right. they just break it off. But they might think they, not, they don't have to break it off because it's just one man. Or <laughs> uh, well, you know, there are some um, biblical accounts of <laughs> one man, you know, driving off entire armies. Yeah. Oh, we're all four heroes. We're all four heroes. That, that is that is that is so legit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just plug the hole in the wall and uh, sit there and hack at him. <laughs> and uh so so it's it's i mean yeah we're all four heroes and we're going to continue to have heroes it's just right now every, every, it's always like that. <laughs> it's oh, it's always like that okay. it's like and and there's no there's no like bonus for if you have a thousand people against one on an open field <laughs> uh, <laughs> doesn't matter it's like they still yeah, line up they still just line up <laughs> like like practically single file and just get get butts <laughs> buzz sawed uh, so, so we're yeah. I mean, that's that's all subject to change when we start getting tactics. I mean, part of the thing is that uh, I am not a well-read military historian, and um, uh, Zach's more well-read than I am. But I don't think either of us are really 
uh, comfortable with, with describing the nuances of, of like what happened in a battle. So we just need to read. And, um, and that'll, that'll take care of itself. So, uh, so that, that's going to, um, that, that, then, this will, that, I think that, yeah, go ahead. So what you're saying, eventually, you're planning on having like a, a graphical representation of every battle. Yeah, yeah. Like right now, right now, over on the right, it shows the map, the world map, and shows like where it was uh-huh. uh, during Legends mode. Whereas what what I'd like to have over on the right is probably like the local embark, like the the the, the sixteen by sixteen or whatever area the battle is is ranging through. The the when you're choosing your embark rectangle, that scale of map, and then. Maybe have four or five different frames from the battle. It's like first the soldiers were arrayed this way, and then this group moved to the right. There were many casualties, and then this group moved moved through, and then there was a frontal charge, and then they set up an ambush here, and the battle was decided. Yeah, and then Eric the Great. Was, yeah, you know, there's always been slain great, great, great or whatever. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then the, the you know the the. Uh, the, the, they could take their pet dragon, and this army could be eliminated, or whatever, and, and uh, all kinds of interesting things going on there. And hopefully, that's going to be how it works. And and what I what I'm really hoping is that when that kind of display is in, that that will also inform or be um, the same as what goes on when you're actually fighting in dwarf mode with your armies, or in adventure mode when you're with an army. Uh, you'll actually be able to move these these groups around on the on that kind of mid-level map when you're having when you're deciding a large engagement or whatever. And then when there's actual fighting that you're involved in, it could zoom in to a small dwarf mode map or adventure mode map, and uh, you could have a little fight, an actual fight. That's, that's cool. And then you pop back yeah. up, and that part of the battle is over, and the you know it continues and so on. So it should be it should be really cool, and it's not. You know. Do you anticipate uh, having a way for you to skip past the building of your fortress straight to like controlling armies? Kind of the, the, mode? We 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 we've, yeah we've talked about <laughs> we've talked about that a little bit because uh, because it takes a long time. <laughs> yeah 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 exactly and that's that's the start scenarios start scenarios. I mean there there's there's sort of a um uh you know a, a question uh, like. Should you be able to take over the entire dwarven civilization with the press of a button? It's it's a tricky question in a sense because you don't want to completely um, destroy the sense of progress that you feel. Right. But um, at the same time, uh, if it's super fun and it's super hard to get to, then you should just be given it uh, <laughs> so that you everyone can have super fun. Right. And so, so, it's possible, I mean, there, there, there are all kinds of compromises to explore there, like, like, right. it could be a world generation option. I've done that with yeah. some things. I don't know what, you know, people think of that really, but it's kind of a, kind of a, um, a way I've been thinking about handling those things is just to say, I want a world where I can assume all these roles so that you never have the temptation of just taking over your whole civilization and, Killing the guys that were bothering you, and then going back to a little fort or something, uh, because you can't do it. Because you said when you generated that world that I want to be on kind of strict iron mode or whatever, iron dwarf, right. and I, you know, I'm not going to do any of these, um, any of these kind of wide ranging options. Whereas, you know, another person might be like, I want the complete sandbox. I want to control all the civilizations at once. 
and just <laughs> mess around with them. It'd be like an arena in the world. Got no problem yeah. with that. It's all fun. Uh, super fun. Yeah. Well, it will be. Hopefully. And, um, and, and it seems, seems like fun. And, uh, so yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of the, the issue. And, and, uh, hopefully, I mean, it, 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 I imagine it will come to a head as soon as fighting with armies, um, like sending them abroad in dwarf mode is fun. That, yeah. that will be when that is put in because, uh, it would be, be, uh, kind of mean otherwise. I want to diverge topics. I have you mentioned, um, you know, dragon pets earlier, and um, <clears throat> I was playing the other day, and um, I, I realized something that my my dwarves really like the idea of the humans getting large eagle pets because <laughs> they always make no en- engravings of this. <laughs> I've never seen engravings of like the humans who have tamed the cow or or a dragon or some other something else just it's always large eagles giant eagles yeah there's kind of a there's 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 <laughs> it's because there's such an obscene amount of of villages now and they'll always i i believe they travel off to a uh to a nearby region possibly a nearby savage region to collect their uh their their buddies and so every single village has a warlord and they're always going off on these little excursions and um you know perhaps it's that mountains uh, or wherever the eagles live are often bordering the uh the the places like they often form the borders of the human civilizations or something right. perhaps that's it um or perhaps it's just that that they are one of the few savage creatures or whatever like like giant lions and giant right. giant whatever there're not that many of them it's really one of those deficits in the game and uh and so so yes uh, i imagine <laughs> there would yeah. be thou- like thousands of thousands ah caras <laughs> they built the, the the humans they've tamed these giant eagles oh that's great i'm going to make a, a a statue of that right now. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 it's, it's really. I mean, if there are if there are three hundred human villages, which might be normal, and you let history run just two hundred years, then how many <laughs> warlords have you gone through? How many different warlords have you gone through? You know, right. you know, thousands. Yeah, if you've gone through thousands of warlords, all of them <laughs> probably <laughs> like I need those eagles. <laughs> That's right, eagles for my village. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so they can, they can, they can, you know, fly around. Cause it's always fun That's to right. fly around. Cause I mean, why would you tame a giant lion if you can tame a giant eagle? <laughs> you can fly around. I mean, it's not like baby scamps or something. It's not safe to play with the giant lion. So even if it's playful, it'll still hurt you. But, uh, so yeah, yeah, no, I definitely, I mean, I need to tone that down a little bit. <laughs> Especially, well, the main thing that's gonna be toned down is having a warlord in every single village. Who's right. running off and taming giant eagles and bring them back? And they'll be like, "But can we attach the plow to that?" And uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm full of that. <laughs> they'll just be soaring over the fields, like one foot above the fields. Oh Lord, plow. Your, your, your giant eagle just ate my donkey. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you have a real problem keeping livestock with that point. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 uh yeah, those things have to be fed and there's probably more giant more t- tame giant eagles than humans in these villages. 
<laughs> and uh yeah so <laughs> yeah this this is exactly the kind of thing i'm talking about when i when i say that that uh site resources are going to destabilize the game because when it starts trying to feed your eagles all of your horses or whatever <laughs> or all of your cows and then you don't have you know you can't plow anymore and then your food goes down and then everyone dies and the eagles just go back to the mountains <laughs> it's like right. mission accomplished that's right <laughs> honey <laughs> Whatever you do, don't go tame eagles, okay? Yeah. When you grow up. Okay, mommy. But I must have eagles. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's gonna be I mean it's gonna be just grossly destabilizing when we add the actual economy to the game. But it should be entertaining. It should be really entertaining. <laughs> and you know, if we have to we'll just put strict controls on certain things. Right. And um and uh you know you know, not the same kind of strict controls that might stagnate the economy or whatever, but just actual magical strict controls right. that, that give things where, where there was once nothing or whatever. Uh, hopefully we won't need to do that um, and just make make kind of the overall situation, like there's enough food being farmed, we're going to have a slightly higher ratio than than yeah. what they could get away with um, so that they uh, there there might hopefully won't be quite as many artificial problems and just real 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 famines caused by um you know the game saying there's a drought right. or the game doing this instead of just like well you know the numbers didn't work out that that right. year uh because some random crap happened or whatever i mean random's good too uh <laughs> but but it's going to be bad <laughs> it's going to be really kind of horrifying is there any way to get the uh, to teach you know the leaders um through these problems, like maybe they have learned that giant, you know, taming giant eagles are a bad idea. Maybe we should eat some of those giant eagles, or maybe we should not do that again. Or yeah, there are you know. certain things you can record. I mean, of course, there are there are like these advanced AI techniques that I just, I mean, a I don't know, and b um, might not be practical on this kind of scale. And uh, especially if you will like like want to have them learn. You know, if the game's taking turns in weeks and then they learn over over a period of years that something's bad, then they don't have a lot of chance to correct. Um, and it, it, I mean, right. mostly what it's going to be is 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 us as as programmers learning from our mistakes and and teaching them uh, coping strategies in advance, but maybe withholding some of those things um, from them and then, right. and then giving it to them. It'd be the same way a tech technology kind of thing works. Uh, right. that eventually you, you develop good ideas. Um, and uh, the economy might work that way, too. I've been kind of working through uh, economic history books in preparation for the trade trade, uh, trade um, uh, and, and site resource stuff. And, uh, you know, there's, there's things that were innovative over time, um, these, these ideas. And, uh, you know, just like ideas like insurance or whatever. I mean, I don't know if our game should have insurance, but it certainly existed before the, uh, before the 1400s, if that's our cutoff. Um, so, really? yeah, yeah, all kinds of, all kinds of stuff. Uh, they, they, you know, they were just as concerned as we were about, about losing their money. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so they, they came up with all kinds of things. And, uh, it was really complicated. Um, and, and so, so uh, I don't know if we're going to go there or not. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to pin myself to having, uh, having, having systems like the like the Italians had uh, near where our cutoff is, um, because we kind of decide based on the flavor um, of, of and the atmosphere of the game uh, is more important. But 
you know, in a sense, for the biggest cities to have that kind of feeling to them, at least in some some cultures of of having some things like that going on instead of of, of it all just being kind of uh, uh, Conan esque or whatever, uh, right. is is not a really a problem for me so much. So <laughs> we'll see we'll see how it turns out. Um, right. We certainly want a lot of those heroes running around doing things and not having to worry about if their sword is insured or something. Right. But, uh, well, there's got to be insurance heroes, right? And banking heroes. <laughs> heroes that are like geniuses, you know, Thomas Edison kind of people, right? That's right. That's right. Isaac Newton. That's right. You can invent a way to kill a dragon. That's right. Um, um, let's talk about ASCII characters. All right. Because your game is ASCII. It is. And it is. It, it, ASCII is probably the most fun graphical representation of a game I've ever played. Um, <laughs> it's definitely... It's definitely um it's definitely old school. It is. Um, yeah, yeah, it's um but I I think it that your the complexity of your game, you know, totally uh overwhelms the um the even you even noticing it's ASCII after a while. Um do you Macbeth asked this interesting question. Now, do you as the project gets more complex, do you expect that these ASCII character sets won't be able to support the detail we're adding? You know what? Are, what are your plans for displaying that information? So yeah, I mean it's already at that point, right? I mean if you've if you've right. seen the the elves versus elephants or goblins versus goats or whatever issues come up, yeah. uh, why are those elephants shooting <laughs> arrows at me? I don't understand. <laughs> and there 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 are methods of getting around that uh, to some extent, but yeah, eventually you, eventually <laughs> you hit, eventually you hit a wall. Right. Eventually, <laughs> you, you're going to hit a wall. I mean, you, you saw with uh, with World Gen recently, um, the human sprawl. I went with lines and whatever the letters called when you put an A and an E together uh, wow. for the hill farms. And eventually, your bag runs out of um, bag <laughs> stuff. There's tricks. nothing in the bag anymore. There's no more tricks in the bag, and uh, no more little characters in the bag. And so. Um, you know, then, then you, then you, then you hit that, that point where you're like, do you just go over to tile set at that point? Um, do you, do you, you know, experiment with Unicode stuff? Uh, if you add just a new, um, you know, what is it? IBM code page 437 or whatever we're using our, our, our 256 grid, um, characters or whatever. If we add another grid of characters that look promising, and just you know stick with that that that's that's kind of counterproductive in a way because once you once you jump up beyond 256 you you're you're kind of um you're free to to move about the country at that point and go up to 65,000 or whatever millions or whatever the rewrite entails uh and but at the same time there's something to be said for like the ascii mode of the game which i like because i can develop it quickly and i don't have to you know Zach and I drawing is not the same as other people drawing uh, <laughs> necessarily, or maybe the problem is it's the same as other people drawing who aren't artists, and yeah. uh, and we we can't use other people's tile sets without kind of worrying about legal business. So the um, and and more so the not just legal business but ongoing development. It's like if we've got a tile set, and then you know, are there release delays when we wait for new pictures, or if a person drawing a tile set bails, 
do we try and find someone that can draw in the same style as they do, or does it become some kind of hellish hybrid of different art <laughs> styles? It's it's difficult when we don't have an employee that we can employ for several years, you know. Yeah. Um, or or a person who will stick with the project. I mean, people uh, stick with the project. Um, like Bond's been with a, helping us for quite a long time. But what happens? I mean, uh, you know, if Bond leaves, I do have some trouble with with like Linux and Mac support and so on. And other people can help with that. And I'm not sure graphics is the same way where someone can just step in and do the exact same thing. Although artists are yeah. talented and, and and you know they can you know there's probably someone who can do that. But I can, I mean I don't know if I can count on that or not. And uh, and then there's the other there, there's the kind of legal question. I don't know how to how to how to do that properly, or I have to make sure I can find someone I can trust who's not going to lift a glyph from Nintendo or whatever without me noticing that kind of thing. Um, yeah. And and uh, so there's a lot of questions. I mean, it's not completely ruled out, but it's it's it, there's a lot of questions. And um, then the and the other the other method would be to just add another another uh, 256 characters if I don't just go with some Unicode font or something. And I mean, in, in a sense, there's a charm at least with the with the vanilla of of adding just another 256 characters because it, it's just like it's an extension that's required, but it still sticks within the same kind of uh, uh, poetic form or whatever. Right. Uh, but uh, you know, there's going to be like seven people that agree with that assessment, and then a whole crap load of people that are like, "What the hell are you thinking?" So, so, um, yeah, it's, 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 uh, we're, we're kind of there in a sense, not super pressing, at least not any more pressing than adding graphics to the game always was, uh, with, 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 you know, running out of characters to display the information. But it's certainly, uh, it's certainly, uh, already hit that wall in, in, in several places, and it's, it's only kind of, um, filling it out more as time goes on. Cool. Well, let's take a break. And when we come back, I think that Captain will be here with Tarn and I will be gone. <laughs> Do you feel like your dwarf fortress is too quiet? Oh, what are you doing here? Are you disappointed with the fact that your dwarves aren't screaming obscenities at you? You don't remember symbols and either fucking ass that mush. If so, SoundSense is the program for you. Come find it on the mod section. Now. Your ridiculous decisions are smelling like sussman on Zack's stock. You aren't mister. Yeah, all my buddies are dead because of you. Yeah, he killed them all for his poor decision-making process. Ah, you either. Ah, you're making me kiss on you, okay? Oh, please, stop your poor decision-making. Oh, they're dead. They're all dead. Oh, now my spawn has died. Ah, you shambel. <laughs> I've been lied to. <laughs> yes. So I just played a, a bunch of these sounds for for Tarn, and uh, he likes them. <laughs> Check it out. It's fun. I I've been working with a couple guys over in SoundSense uh, mod, and uh, they were gracious enough to offer me the chance to record dwarven voices, and uh, of course my fake Scottish accent is in there, so. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, big, big, big adventure month coming up. Uh, I'm excited. That's right. I'm excited too. Hopefully, hopefully it'll be exciting. Yeah, I mean there, there'll be like stuff to do next time. Got 
Got all kinds of plans. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> I've been well. reading. Um, I've been. Uh, I'm not like. I'm not a role-playing systems guy, but I've been reading about one role engine, which is by Greg Stolze, who did uh, Unknown Armies. But uh, there's all these supplements for it. It's like a really easy to learn system, and I'm not like a, I, I'm. I have the worst time trying to remember role-playing systems. Like, oh, what do I roll for this? What do I roll for this? Yeah. But one role engine, all you do is you, it's the same role for anything. You just roll like the relevant stat and the relevant skill. But anyways, there's a the one of the core settings for it is rain. And it takes place on this like crazy world where it's like the continents are two human shaped things and the gravity is like towards <laughs> their bones and there's all this crazy stuff and it's like I'm just like reading and I'm like, Oh, this would be the best thing for dwarf workers is to have you know, just the fact that everything's like really kind of Conan the Barbarian, you got all these guys and swords and just like you know, torches and fire arrows and stuff, and then you've got, like, mysterious magic that, you know, does all this crazy stuff, and it's like, <laughs> it just kind of, it's, it's very adventure is what I'm trying to say, and that's the sort of stuff that's fun. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting when we start, start bending the rules, because we've got, we've got more and more and more rules now. But they they don't they don't change that often. Like we've got um, we've got all of those material properties and things now, but we don't really yeah. go out of our way to change them that much. And uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be intriguing when we have when we we're using them enough that you can just change them during the game. Like if you go off to some some um, you know alternate parallel world trapped up in some some forest or something. And everything kind of kind of changes about how your how your how your materials work and how how the the gravity projectile numbers work and that kind of thing. I mean, right now, gravity projectile numbers means go down one <laughs> square every <laughs> click or whatever. Uh, so it's not very impressive, but it's 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 pretty easy to add. I mean, doing doing uh, doing a little bit better physics with the projectiles isn't that hard. Um, so 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 that that stuff can all can all be changed and how the how the flows work. So I mean even 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 simple simple stuff like the uh the um the the dragon fire type stuff going twice as fast are really slow. <laughs> oh, this is kind of just kind of dribbling out of its mouth there. Yeah, it'd be entertaining to kind of dodge through that stuff. Cuz mostly now you you just get you just get blasted. Well, you have a shield, and then you don't get blasted, and you can kind of just walk right through the poor thing. Now I'm imagining like a Toho-styled, you know, bullet hell game where you're kind of like <laughs> moving your moving your adventure kind of around a screen full of uh, fire. Yeah, fun. it'll be it'll be interesting when we make when we make um, kind of the ruins and and dungeons and things to to see what kind of what kind of uh, arrow. Drives. I mean, like yeah, yeah, I'm thinking of like what kind of sort of sort of, I don't know if they'd be called set-piece traps or something very, like, interesting things that you stick in each area, and it's a nice little little uh, little world unto itself. And, uh, yeah, you can have all kinds of weird things moving around, because uh, uh, you don't need much of an excuse. You've, yep. always, you've always got the wizard excuse. You've got um, uh, deranged people doing deranged things. Um, 
And when you have, and, 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 and you, you can also have, I mean, if you just, just pull demons out of the underworld or something, and, and they, they have enough time leading a goblin civilization or something to, to build, uh, prisons and, and, um, I'm not sure what they'd need a tomb for, but they might do it. And, uh, what, a, what other little typical, typical adventure environments you have, but just, just an excuse, yeah, just an excuse to, uh, to do things like that so that they have a little bit of relevance. It's like you get to the place, there's a little bit of a, a backstory behind it, but it doesn't, it doesn't need too much of an excuse to exist, but as long as it's got a little bit of an excuse to exist, then we can put it in. And, uh, yeah, then it's whatever, whatever we, whatever we feel like. And that's, that's, that's gonna have to be part of what, what improving adventure mode is because, um, going into, uh, adventure environments and, uh, getting, getting mind boggled by, by weird challenges is, is, is part of the, uh, part of the RPG tradition. See, and that sort of stuff's fun, where you're like, oh, I gotta pick the lock, but then you decide, oh, I have an idea. I'll, uh, move this boulder up this, you know, kind of ramp here and kind of push it. And then I can imagine in the future, Dwarf Fortress will say, oh, he's pushing this boulder. Let's see, it's speed and mass and velocity and physics, and, you know, it'll count how many physics it has, and then see if that's enough to break the wall. That's right. Whatever. You're pushing the, yeah. pushing the boulder up the ramp, and you have some gunk on the bottom of your shoe, and you slide, and... That was that was it for you, and you don't get all those chances like uh, was it Sisyphus gets or whatever, constant oh. chances rolling the boulder and then it rolls back down. But then he gets another try. No, no, I know, and it's not. I don't think he gets another try. Does he? When he pushes it up, it, it gets to the top and it rolls back down. Then he. Oh, has does he make it? Does he make it all the way to the top? I I, I never. I'm not. I'm not familiar like, with the exact geometry of a situation. I, I always had the feeling that he was disappointed. Uh, but it would be it's disappointing like to lose it once you got it up there, too. Hey, mister. It's a mechanical pencil. You can't operate it. Don't be so sure. <laughs> well, he can, he can, he can activate its, its, uh, its gravity potential. <laughs> and uh, that's what he's been trying to do, get it on the floor. He always likes to knock things off the desk so he can examine them on the floor. Or is that just because he gets attention when he knocks things off the desk? It's troubled. Oh, wow. It's, it's interesting because, like we've talked about, the different drives people have in the game. You've got the people who play it as a game, the people who play it as like a fantasy world novel adventure game. And then the people who play it's like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's like Legos. It's like they open the box, put them together, make a giant, you know, crocodile that breathes magma. It's fun. It's awesome. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good that. Ow, it's good that they're I different. Mean, what are you doing? It's the sort of thing where it's like you don't, you don't. I don't imagine that like when you were creating the game originally, you'd say, "Oh, this is this is going to appeal to these people. This is what's going to gra- you know get this audience." It just kind of di- diverged that way, where uh, different people like it for different reasons. Yeah, certainly different play styles. There's there's the the people that stick around. Uh, uh, stick around for all kinds of different reasons. I mean, there are some people that just play Legends mode. Mm-hmm. Um, like, which oh, is... <laughs> can you can you make it so uh, you know there's people waiting for that to be more, you know, more uh, literary, so they can just like you know print it out and have a novel to read on the bus. It's like yeah, and the kobold, <laughs> kobold flayed a dude, and then an elf got him. 
<laughs> Only you know more flowery. That's right. They're, 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 it's, it's one of those one of those things where um, you you can put time into that, and you wonder <laughs> where the where the where you're going to reach any kind of threshold where it's satisfying. But because um, we yeah we always wanted to make Legends mode sound better, but but it it's inevitably stayed a list so far. Um, and we mainly just added things like battle maps and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, hopefully, I mean, I've been, I've been playing a little bit, just a little bit with, uh, combining information into paragraphs and so on with the, uh, with the wounds and, uh, uh, to a small extent with the, with the attributes, just, just packing things in just a little bit. And, uh, hopefully it'll be able to do that with the, um, with the the historical information, I mean, it's a lot easier when you have things like a battle where it knows what kind of events are going to be in there, and it knows um, they're they're stored within the battle, and then the battle contains sub events, or a, there's a war, and the war contains just a few kind of events like site conquering events, site destructions, and uh, um, uh, battles themselves. And so when it's got that kind of information. Uh, and it knows what to expect, then it can go ahead and uh, and write it, and then the embellishments we add uh, can be can be things that 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 we do the other way around, so that we we we'd write the the description for a war, and then if you if you want to make it sound a little more literary, you think of what kind of details um, that would imply. It's kind of like the story planning that that mm-hmm. we do with Zach, and and then we'd be we'd we'd add those those kind of details into to to flush it out a bit perhaps, uh, but so far it's just all been going the other way um, in the legends mode where we just kind of kind of uh, catalog, catalog things that were already in the game, except for the um, the uh, the tortures <laughs> after the battles. That's 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 kind of the the first main embellishment we put in. <laughs> unfortunate things to. Make it a little more descriptive because you never find any evidence of that. Although that might be changing um, as we get some of the the ruin information in there, or being able to go to old battlefields, which is uh, part of the plans. Uh, <laughs> then you'd be able to see um, some of the horrifying things that happened. Oh, like yeah, if you've yeah. got those grotesque sculptures, maybe those are still hanging together as uh, as bones on one of the sites. Yeah. Just be a, be a, be a, but then it might come alive and kind of sh- <laughs> shamble towards you. Well, that's just the wind. <laughs> it just, yeah, it just rattles like a wind chime. Yeah, no going out at night in adventure mode, hopefully. Yep. Yeah, it'd be good not to go out at night. You'd get, you'd get surrounded by spirits and eaten. Plus it's cold, and it's like, it's cold, it's like, oh, you're cold, your hands start to shiver. Yeah, there's not a lot you can do about that now. You could you could kind of cover yourself with sharp rocks and pieces of meat, <laughs> intestines, pull them all together. Yeah, and uh, you sinew. <laughs> you make rock and sinew hat. <laughs> Body heat plus one. We're working on it. We're working. I mean, it's, it's it's one of those things where I wanna I wanna get to to just just making it so that you can go kill things again. Because obviously that's that's uh, that that the ability to do that is has been degraded over over 
a series of releases to the point now where um, mostly they just go kill you to tell you to kill their own leader or whatever. Um, and so, so fixing that up's a priority, but you always want to kind of augment the uh, the 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 little crafting abilities we started up because it's such a uh, such a lack of things you can do right now. <laughs> it's just like, okay, sharpen a rock, butcher the body, and that's about it. So, yeah, I mean, at least at least being able to make some some crappy clothes for yourself and 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 a spear or something. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's uh, but we'll also um. We're also going to to get get some uh, at least in the in the market towns get some some places to buy things back, um, you know regardless of of how uh, how they aren't backed up by the whole caravan arc thing, uh, just kind of get them back so that you can. Uh, so I mean it's 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 kind of I mean in a sense it's a little bit disappointing just to kind of. Uh, have to return a little bit to the um, to the kind of typical RPG structure of killing things and and uh, upgrading equipment, but yeah. uh, it's a starting point, and we have to get back to that after the village has obliterated everything. Uh, but it but it should include include some of the things like um, like the start of night creatures and so on to uh, <laughs> to add a little bit of of, of diversity and uh, also having some soft targets like like simple groups of uh of goblins and bandits and things that are that have been been uh, kind of driven out of their own larger civilization so that you don't just have to stage suicide attacks on goblin towers <laughs> so what sort of cool stuff is going to be added to the df economy i can't wait for the caravan arc where it's like oh buy my spices i'll trade you spices for silks yeah, yeah, the the economy is the next um I think the next major like thing where we're like, well, we don't know if this is going to take a month or not. Uh <laughs> so that's why we're not doing it in October. Um because <laughs> October October is about the repair of adventure mode, the funification. <laughs> uh to to because uh, because it's I mean it's it's partially for just for our own enthusiasm about about Working on it because it's a it's a little more fun to work on something when you can take a little bit of time out to just play it a little bit, and uh, so so you can't really do that with the current adventure mode. But hopefully we'll end up with something this this month in October that that um, you would you would at least be able to sit down and play for a while. It's not going to be possible to make something that you you'd sit down and play for for as long as people d- play play dwarf mode. Um, just because there's, it takes a while to add add in mechanics and so on, but uh, hopefully something that you can sit down and play with for a while, and then uh, it'll be easier to say, okay, we're taking some time out again to you know revamp the entire economy. Um, and of course, there's going to be bug fixing and things for for dwarf mode in there as well. If we make it unsafe to travel at night. Then we're definitely gonna have to put in the fast sleep button, which should be good. <laughs> so the current sleep button, where you press it, and then it just presses like wait the period button for you like eight thousand times. 
<laughs> you watch the Z's slowly move across the screen. Yeah, I was so confused when that first happened. I was like, did a game break? What did I do? <laughs> it's like, we do not want to interfere with the integrity of the simulation. So <laughs> here you go. <laughs> you can sit and sleep for five minutes while it finishes up, keeping track of how everyone's staying in their cottages and doing nothing. Um, but yeah, since it's, since it might as well, I mean, there are going to be problems with that eventually. I mean, even now, if you like set a fire and then you press the fast sleep button, then the fire won't have moved after eight hours or whatever. But it's a small price to pay and we'll, we'll work on that stuff over time. Um, kind of the same problem as abandoning a fort and then reclaiming it while you've got water moving around. Um, but yeah, it's not a big deal. So we're just going to, we're just going to let you sleep quickly. And um, obviously going to have to put in some, some combat fixes like, uh, like, um, like uh, fixing up the wrestling interface and allowing you to aim some of your shots, that kind of thing. Um, and with aimed shots, we have to do those, um, those attack opportunities where it, where it randomizes the success of things and actually displays how well you think that a shot might go based on uh, just some 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 random stuff and uh, and as we put in more there'll be more there but just to start with it's it'd be a random number just so that it's not like headshot 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 because you know that's the most effective use of your time <laughs> sometimes it shouldn't be so uh, so we'll we'll uh, we'll probably put that in because that'll be really fast to add. Um, but but we're not going to change the combat until we actually have uh, have you going off and, and and fighting some things again because uh, there's no point. But hopefully that'll all happen within a, within a few days anyway. So uh, we'll be able to get some more done. I mean, two weeks is a is a if it's if it's two weeks, two weeks is is going to be a, a long time. So um, I'm hoping to get. Who hoping, knows what could happen? Yeah, hoping to get quite a bit done, hoping to make it uh, a little bit interesting, even if I'm mostly just trying to reclaim uh, pre-existing aspects of the game uh, at first. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna do do more with um, with not having to go out and hunt down uh, quest givers in such an annoying way. Uh, it's like if there if there's some some creature haunting a town or some some bandits harassing travelers, then every peasant is going to know about it, except maybe the one year olds, and even they'll probably know at first. <laughs> and then, so you can you could you could take a quest in that sense, uh, loosely defined, on behalf of the town. And if you, I mean, I'm not I'm not quite sure what the standards of proof here are. If you're just going to have to bring back a bunch of ears or something. But um, but uh, or some stolen property that the bandits or whoever might have taken. I mean, I mean, bringing back proof of having killed a troll or something is is easier than than for bandits because trolls have big ears. But uh, if they have ears at all, I don't remember. I think they have ears. But if they've got big, big, giant, double fist sized ears, then people will be like, oh yeah, he probably killed the troll, or at least he made it really angry. Um. And and as long as the troll doesn't come and destroy the town that night, uh, then uh, you, you you'll receive yeah you'll 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 receive the recognition of the town which which 
in terms of how we're going to do things now, I believe it'll probably be um, the ability to to um, more easily get a peasant to let you sleep in his house, which might be important if things are going to go um, if you're going to get get dragged into the woods if you're out outside. Um, and the ability to to get more important um, uh, tasks from more important people who might ignore you at first, and um, perhaps a, a place to stay and a place to store um, store some equipment at first. Um, yeah, just just some simple stuff. You know, it's not it's not like we we want to we want to wet ourselves to anything uh, too too. Uh, too complicated yet placeholdery at this point because we're just trying to to reclaim enough of a enough of a um, a fun experience to to springboard off into what we want to do uh, and and give give adventure mode kind of a feels like it has a reason to exist and and so it's just it's just if we, you know if we can't reward you with a with a with a uh, you know uh, equipment that's you know incrementally improving. Um, you know, at least we can we can do some things. Although there's there's room to move with the equipment, um, even without worrying about having like itemized lists of magical powers that you kind of mix and match in different you know combinations until you're you're happy. I don't think we we ever wanted to go that way. But there is there is from dwarf mode the quality of the object's material and the craft quality of an object and. Getting something like an exceptional steel uh, longsword or something should be really hard. Um, you know, if, if an item like that represents, you know, a you know a, a year's income for for somebody or more, then uh, it should be that hard to get. Mm-hmm. You can't just like go into a shop and be like, I will pay fifty dwarf bucks for. Uh, for this uh, this super sword you've just got laying around, um, should be a little harder to get anyway. And that that you know slowing down the the uh, slowing down the the rate at which you get good equipment um, uh, can make the game last longer. So we'll meter that a bit, and uh, uh, even if it's even if it's ultimately really simple right now, and um, you know, of course, bandits and goblins can be in possession of some stuff, and caves can have crap in them from the dawn of time. Uh, so, so yeah, there'll be there'll be a bit to do, even if we spend two weeks. I think we can we can get it just up to the point where um, where we can feel like it's okay to specialize again. Uh, you know, improving the hero role or adding the the caravan stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Adding more crafting and building your own house and that kind of thing. Yeah. Because uh, that stuff, I mean, it's all, it's all, like, like we, a lot of what we did with the village was to allow you to have the framework to build your own house and that kind of thing. But, uh, it's like we want to set the tone, I guess, for adventure mode with, with some simple things like what I was just talking about, you know, killing things. Buying things, making people like you, and then you're, you're, you know, if you, one thing I for, forgot if I mentioned or not, with, as you improve your reputation by helping out villages, 
then you might be able to to take more people with you based on your your reputation then and then you could go fight larger groups of bandits or or goblins and little forts and things we're hoping to put all that in uh, within this time frame and just just to kind of set that kind of tone for the game um and then go back and do do some of those things that I've been laying the the groundwork for cuz i think if it's if if it's if it's all about um Making houses and raising chickens without bringing the other stuff back, then um, I, I don't want to establish that as the the adventure mode or whatever. That should be called something else. Uh, <laughs> so we want you to be able to do that stuff, um, but not the very first thing we work on when we're making adventure mode fun. Uh, so so it, 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 hopefully hopefully this this plan will work out because it's it's. Um, you know the the the, the uh, I had the dev pages up there and um, you know in a sense I want to just work from top to bottom on them but uh, or at least within the adventure mode and dwarf mode working from top to bottom on either of those but uh, it didn't it didn't feel like it was gonna it work out that well because it's it took so long to get these these villages up it took a month or whatever or more. And uh, it just feels feels like uh, I've got to I've got to um, pick and choose a few things for adventure mode to justify itself more, and then go back and and start filling in the filling in the uh, the other things. Um, so it'd certainly be better to have a be able to 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 have your own house or whatever when you have some some goblin heads to put in it again. Or whatever to decorate. <laughs> so, so yeah, because right now there's not, there's just not a lot, a lot there. But yeah, that's the idea anyway. I mean, it doesn't. If people are in it for the long haul, it doesn't matter that much because we're gonna get to, we're gonna get to the the stuff on the dev page uh, sooner or later. But yeah, just wanted, to, just wanted to get started. Just felt like getting, uh, getting that kind of thing back in. Raise the chickens and train them to fight. <laughs> yeah, or at least have a horse or something. Sure. Uh, well, I mean, you could bring. I mean, that, that's going to be the thing. Is that, like, it's like as soon as you can buy your first chickens, living chickens, not dead chickens. Bring your first living chickens and bring them back to your your place. You're not restricted to bringing them back to your place. You can bring them anywhere with you. Uh, so, I mean, these things, these things will just happen naturally. The second you can buy livestock, then you can go on livestock adventures and have a livestock party and name your chickens and, uh, give, I mean, I don't know what would happen if you, because they are just, they are creatures in the game, which means, um, depending on how mechanics like giving people equipment and stuff and it work, I mean, maybe you'd be able to give your chickens things. Like put a necklace around your chicken's neck, um, and uh, yeah, I mean I don't know, I don't know the, the the that kind of thing will have happening. I mean certainly cow bells, people put bells on cows. Um, I don't put bells on chickens. I guess I don't care that much about the chickens, but uh, you, yeah, I mean there, there there are lots of reasonable things 
and unreasonable things <laughs> that are going to be going on once we can move livestock around. So I mean, it, it, it will be exciting. It will be exciting when you, when you can when you can get that that stuff done. But yeah, it's 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 so ultimately, uh, I guess this this October releases are going to be incredibly disappointing um, for people that were waiting for chickens. But uh, we're getting to chickens. But we have we have cows and camels and. Uh, and we have mules, um, and uh, well, there's not a whole lot more that we have, right? Uh, but and cats and dogs, but but um, not too much else. So I, I can see why people are are um, disappointed. <laughs> but chickens, chickens, chickens. The reason chickens never got added in is because I was always insisting on uh, doing eggs right. Yeah. And doing feathers, right? Now we can do feathers. We have feathers in the game. We have feathers for forgotten beasts and birds. In a sense, I don't, there's no individual feather that you can get, but the material is in the feather material. Um, and so we can do that part of chickens and we still just need to do eggs. Of course, eggs are, eggs are really important because, uh, because of dragon eggs and chicken eggs. And, uh, any other egg that you might imagine, but I guess those are the most important fish eggs. People eat fish eggs. Um, I'm not sure what other eggs. There's all kinds of important eggs in the universe, but uh, yeah, the egg. I'm so, I, I still haven't really. I mean, I, I was the kind of thing that I don't feel like I need to think about until the day I'm going to do it. But yeah, I haven't thought about chicken eggs that much. Like, like, what are the raws going to look like for chicken eggs? And the chicken egg object, like an egg object. There are different kinds of eggs, right? There are eggs that are kind of jelly eggs and yeah. eggs that have hard shells. Uh, eggs come in different sizes and colors. Um, and eggs have, have different materials associated to them. There's the egg shell for the hard <laughs> eggs especially, and then there's the, 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 uh, the yolk and the, the white of the egg. Um, at least for for the birds, and um, so I mean, should it should the egg be? Com- I mean, it might as well be composed of the different the different materials and things, um, and uh, then you'd have an egg, yeah. and uh, chickens. But having eggs hatch, so you have an item that that turns into a creature. Um, and then there's the further question of, of in the raws, you know, how how generalizable should that be? You know, is it like, is it like this creature gives birth to this item? It's just that the, the, that's their form of reproduction. Then it lays a lays an a, an item, and I mean, it's not going to work unless the item actually turns into a creature. So only the egg items will likely matter here for that. It's like if you if you lay a chair, then it's not going to make more of the creature out of the chair after <laughs> a period of time. If you sit in the chair as if it were a nest. But um, yeah, no, I think I think uh, no, eggs are doable. Yeah, just have an item with a little timer on it that turns into a critter. Maybe leaves the shell behind. And then uh, you'll end up with your your chicken farm with all these annoying shells all over the place. And uh, and then you'll have chickens and eggs. And you can throw eggs and eat eggs and raise more chickens. 
And uh, yeah, never-ending cycle. It is. It is. It, it. 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 It'll. It'll. It'll be. It'll be chicken. Chicken full. So. So yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't know how how you bring your chickens back. You don't herd your chickens back. I imagine you put them in little little. You put one under each arm. Yeah. You can carry your chickens. That's true. You might not want to bring a basket or something. A chicken basket. <laughs> right. Little little. Um, it wouldn't be a wooden chicken cage. It'd be some kind of chicken cage. Some kind of woven baskety open chicken cage. Uh, what are those yeah. reeds or something? What do they make those out of? Those baskets? Uh, reeds, like, probably. Yeah, uh, I can see it in my head, but I have no idea what what it's actually made out of. The sticks. Yeah. A chicken basket. <clears throat> you can bring your chickens because if you've got a chicken basket, then you can you can haul your chickens around and release your chickens at any time. Because I imagine that would work as a diversion if you're if you're attacking the bandits, you can bring your chickens and then release your chickens, and they might have a hostile reaction toward your chickens, which will allow you to sneak in and take some things. Now, recovering your chickens might be hard though, so it'd be a kind of a you'd want to take at least enough to buy your chickens back. We talked about all the bandit camps and reputations and uh, critters roaming around. You're gonna have you're gonna have trolls like Bad Bob the troll. They can have little nicknames. We're gonna give them little nicknames, and you have little little uh, monsters <laughs> going around, causing trouble for people. Uh, it'd probably take too long with the with the funification procedure, which which I'm hoping not to get stalled on anything. So. It would probably take too long to have them actually uh, sent out to cause trouble in the towns rather than just giving them a, a – a, allowing them to do bad things in world gen and then, then going off to, to, cause, to, uh, to, to kill them in stasis after, after world gen. They don't, have, uh, they don't have active lives anymore uh, just for this, this first one. And uh, – uh, but but they'll, they'll they can still have little names and the guys can talk about what they did bad during World Gen, and then you can go find them in their little dugout little burrows or something with all the skulls of their World Gen victims, <laughs> like uh, and and incidental treasures I suppose. But we like to make the caves look a little creepier, especially the places where the where the the the, the night creatures and things are living. Just make them make them somewhat horrifying. There needs to be like glowing fungus and like bats and <laughs> all that spider webs. I mean, once you get those three things in, everything else is just icing on the cake. That's right. That's right. Like skulls on sticks and and uh, spooky voices talking to you. And monsters with layers. Yo, you found a pile of rocks. It's a monster nest. Well, I guess. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I guess uh, ever since. Um, I don't know if it was the ring that started this or, or what, but 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 scary little girls are popular again. We had the Exorcist before, but now we've got the ring, and now there's all these these uh, and there was Fear the Video Game, and and there's a new vampire movie with with another scary little girl in it. There's lots of scary little girls in uh, in uh, in in movies now, so we could always just put one put one in the cave. It just appears. Yep. It's it's, it's terrifying. Terrifying. Um, so, uh, <laughs> or maybe we won't do that. Uh, but but uh, <laughs> it'll it'll be all right. There'll there'll be th- some things to cover for it halfway. 
um, you know, like 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 all kinds of of bodies and 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 cobwebs and bats and things, and howling wind and 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 uh, in nighttime you can't see that far in dwarf dwarf fortress, so it'll be scary. So uh, and then the thing can jump out, whoosh, yep. jump out, jump out. <laughs> They'll be like, it's bad, Bob. And you could, you could, uh, and then I guess you have a boxing match or something, and um, use the new aimed attacks and try and try and poke out bad Bob's poor little face and uh, and bring it back to uh, to show people. You're like this is so bad, Bob. He puts up his arms and blocks. That's right. Defensive wounds. Defensive wounds on the arms. And because uh, you just came to his house to kill him, he's, I mean, he's, you just have evidence that he did something wrong in World Gen, but you don't actually catch him in the act or anything. Yeah. But he'll get defensive wounds on his arms, and uh, and then uh, eventually, I imagine you'll, you'll get an attack in, or he'll just box you in the head or something. You'll fly against the tree and blow apart into five pieces. But. Uh, yeah, so it should be entertaining again, um, or if it ever was. Uh, and like we were saying, we're gonna uh, add a few few of the combat improvements to to help that um, help that along. I mean, I know we have a ton planned there, but uh, we'll just get the get the simple ones in now, and uh, have you have you fighting the night creatures, the the bandits. We were we were hoping to. Um, uh, you know, if there's just two or three, then they'd probably just be living out out in a um, either in one of the ruins or um, in uh, in just a little cottage or something out in the, out in the woods. And people would just be able to tell you where that is for now. I mean, there's there's a whole tracking thing we want to do, but if I feel like tracking is going to bog me down, I'm I'm going to just have 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 you know where they are when once you once you uh, once you know that you're supposed to do something about it. And, uh, so just, just a few, a few goblins or bandits or something might, might, might just either have a cottage or just be hanging out in the woods or whatever. But if there's, if there's a larger group, like as your, as your reputation improves and you're allowed to take like five or six people with you or whatever, then, um, they might have little things like, like, like doing, doing the sneaking stuff and the, the patrol patterns and being able to alert their buddies so that you, um, you have to think a little bit about about what you're doing when you uh, yeah. when you attack one of the larger hideouts. So hopefully we'll we'll be able to get to that stuff without getting bogged down again and just just um, check off a whole bunch of things. But that that was one of our angles. I mean, there's the night creature angle, there's the the um, bandit hideout angle, and then there's the the cave angle, uh, tombs and ancient prisons and. Uh, Large ruined castles and things uh, for you to uh, for you to run around in because uh, because doing some improvements there would be would be easy too. It just has to have a kind of fun payoff. Now we're looking for a to to reach a certain threshold of fun and and whatever whatever makes the cut makes the cut. So uh, yeah, um, there's gonna be castles. I guess castles. Uh, Castles, big castles, and not like the castle we used to have. You know, we had this square castle. <laughs> yeah. Occasionally, it would it occasionally it would stand on stilts. <laughs> There'd be this stilt because I didn't. I mean, because you have a choice with the hilly terrain. It's like you can you can either um, dig it, it in. Yeah, you either dig in or you pile dirt beneath it. But 
that's what I do now. But what I used to do instead of piling dirt beneath it was just put make a big stilt come down from the corner. So it's always the safest, I think, for a defensive structure like a castle to uh, to put a stilt uh, on under one of the corners to support its its weight. Um, so we'll have to do better. We'll have to do better than that. But yeah, no, we're, we're making making a. Uh, I think the the one of the generators we might we might afford to sink a little time into this. Uh, this two weeks would be a little castle generator, um, and uh, just to get get a feel for how that that stuff's going to work out, and to give people um, important people a place to be important at, so you can get your important tasks, and you can get some um, get some people from there. If the uh, if you have a high reputation and the king asks you to go kill a bronze colossus or something, you might you know pick out some people from the castle to go die with you. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean that that that's probably going to be the uh, the the peak of the adventure mode release would be taking a bunch of guys to go out and fight a mega beast or to fight a really uh, large uh, bandit encampment. I mean, there's things like like being able to fight another town, but that's that's kind of the advanced stuff that we're actually hoping to get to when you can change the the political situation of the world by. You know, for instance, conquering a um, a, a neighboring um, a minor lord for your guy or whatever, and then replacing replacing the person you took out and being a uh, either independent or a, a a vassal of your previous the guy that you were working for, um, and so that you can you can suddenly have control over a, a larger a larger section of the world and change how the world worked. Um, but for now, changing how the world works just means removing people from it. <laughs> there are fewer people in the world. Uh, that's what adventurers do: depopulate areas. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we're still we're still working toward toward actually you know respecting the uh, the dreams of our forefathers and stuff and making making it making the the game world a little more dynamic, but. Um, you know the uh, the villages dropped a bomb in that, and we'll need to we'll need to repair first. Uh, so it'll be good though. It'll be good. Now the night creatures require a lot of kind of uh, to do them properly requires a lot of sort of special. Framework that's kind of half-life like magic or whatever to get to get the the creepiest parts of the night creatures in, but uh, we might we might do uh, at the same time we might still do some some of the random generation there for things like uh, like if you wanted to have a, a a kind of night hag type creature that goes and kidnaps and skins your children or whatever the example <laughs> was I gave before. With with long iron fingernails or whatever it was and one eye, then um, that that uh, that that's kind of a like using the forgotten beast generator and using that to make a kind of creature that's going to be almost almost exclusively humanoid and a little bit large or something, um, and that would be a, a type of uh, night creature generator uh, that that just to get started. And then you can give them the kind of, uh, you know, can only be killed by iron or, 
uh, can enslave people with its mind or whatever, or bites yeah. people and turns them into more of itself or that kind of thing. Uh, that sort of stuff, um, uh, is, is, uh, is a little harder to do just because it requires some kind of framework for supernatural abilities. Uh, unless we just hard code, hard code more, <laughs> hard code more like uh, like the uh, fire breath is hard coded or the material breath is hard coded. Um, those 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 uh, uh, we can either add just a few more hard coded tags or we can um, or poison effects or whatever, or we can do um, or we can just leave it leave it with kind of troll type night creatures which are just big things that are bad. That don't have um, supernatural powers necessarily, uh, and um, um, or supernatural weaknesses like like um, like weaknesses to iron or dying in the sun or, or uh, not liking to to see a mirror or whatever it might be um, that that you will have to use later when we as we kind of enhance night creatures. So, but, but that, that'll probably be the next, um, the next style of randomly generated beast, um, to go in and that will go in kind of immediately is just this, uh, it's kind of like sticking a forgotten beast on the surface and not making it look so goofy. <laughs> yeah. It's like saying, it has a big feathery trunk. Yeah, it's like we don't need, we don't, I mean, the, those work as creepy things underground that just kind of slither up at you. But having it be the thing that comes out of the woods and kidnap your children, well, I mean, it's, I mean, it'd be like Monsters Inc. or something, and then I guess, or something, just these weird, <laughs> weird things. And that's not quite what we were going for for night creatures, but, I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not like that's not a valid, a valid way to do things. So, maybe there'd be a new, uh, a new, uh, world gen parameter, like the levity of your world. It's like, yeah, all of my, all of my night creatures are like pink furry things with big feathered, feathered trunks that, Kidnap and takes eat a, children. Takes a kid, takes the kids that's, away to like a magical fairyland where they get all right. the cake they can eat. That's right. We can add. Uh, we can finally add in um, roller coasters and stuff. And uh, finally, tea parties, tea, tea, and tea parties, and and dolls. And uh, yeah, then all the night creatures would have to have Mister or Mrs. in front of their name, like Mister Bad Bob. Yep. Mister Bad Bob, the night creature with his top hat. And, uh, yeah, so, 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 I mean, it's, it's not like there isn't, there isn't gonna be, uh, potential, but at first it's just going to be the same old negativity. We were thinking of having a, you know, in places that are magical and dangerous, where you don't want to be out at night, you know, if you get attacked by, by some, uh, some, some, uh, creatures that just come out and attack. Uh, because you're walking the road at the wrong time, and then you you kill them. It's not like you can you can uh, you can go to the peasants with them with pieces of their dead bodies and be like, look what I killed. They're like, you know, well you're an idiot. You were out at night. <laughs> like they weren't harassing us or anything except when we're idiots and go out at night, and they're just going to reform from rotten logs later. <laughs> so don't waste your time. Uh, <laughs> they should probably warn you about that stuff in advance, though. Yeah. Um, Freaks so, come out at night. That's right. That's right. It's like, it's, it's like a, uh, so 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 there will there'll be certain creatures though, like the night creature troll type things um, that are uh, um, 
No, when I say night creature troll type things, I don't mean to put down night creature to, or to say that they're going to be uh, be very limited, but our original night creatures are going to be limited and more just like trolls or whatever. But um, when you have the night creature troll type things, uh, then then those are the types of things where the peasants know that their their threat level has gone down significantly when you kill them. Where it's not just like the typical things that might be plaguing them in some particularly supernatural area. Uh, although I'm not sure those guys will care too much if you if you kill their troll. Like if they're already being dragged off by living shadows every night. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you killed our troll, so what? It's like, why don't you stab your sword in the dark heart that lives in the center of the evil woods? That'll, that'll make us happier. Um but yeah, I'm not even sure you'll, I mean, if you'll be able to clear out every, every, everything like, like places that are just inherently dangerous like that. It might be that you need to, um, it's more of a dwarf mode thing or more of a advanced adventure mode thing where you, you just go and have that place deforested. <laughs> it's like you, yep. you just settle the whole place and eventually the magic dies or whatever. Um, and then you'll just be playing, uh, Playing kind of in uh, once you kill off your world, you'll just be playing kind of intriguing uh, adventure mode human stuff instead of uh, going off and killing night creatures. Although night creatures are basically the only type of thing that can survive the uh, the settlement of the world because you still have like in completely settled areas, you can still have things like ghosts and zombies and vampires and things. Yeah. So those those things spring up from civilization rather than existing before it got there, because um, they rely a lot on the dead. <laughs> so we'll everything's connected. That's right. That's right. There's a big chain of being and undeath and stuff, and uh, a circle of life and death and undeath. <laughs> Where does undeath fit into the circle of life? There's <laughs> just a longer detour or something. But uh, uh, yeah, so so that that'll be intriguing, intriguing. And bring ba- bring back some of the uh, the world gen corpses and have them torment their their cities, and you have to deal with it. And uh, yeah, they can talk about their poor father that's been raised from the dead and has been eating chickens. <laughs> it's like, Dad, Pa's been coming chickens. out of the woods to eat our chickens. But we're afraid something worse is gonna happen. He's been clawing at our door every night, <laughs> asking to be invited in. It's and, cold. Yeah, it's cold. I've been out here eating your chickens. Why don't you let me in and have some real food? But he's a zombie. So, so you know, you might have to deal with that. Yeah. They might want you to deal with it delicately. <laughs> Just give him a proper burial or something. You have to go around, you know, Naming unnamed children's ghosts that are flitting around everywhere. Just kind of walk through the town shouting names at all the ghosts. <laughs> and then they, then they go to bed. Uh, you never know. You never know what kind of strangeness will be upcoming. I did yeah. want to mention, I did want to mention because there have been like five people in the past week or two, I'd say the past two weeks, who are like, Wow, I didn't realize when I donated I get a reward. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I guess I guess it's worth mentioning that that uh Zach will write you a little story if you want or you can have us draw draw a crayon picture and send it to you. And you can also get listed on the uh the Hall of Champions with your own little picture and name and quote. Uh and, you know, you can use a nickname if you want or anything, you know, 
And uh yeah, so those are those are the rewards currently available for for donating. Um and I thought I'd mention that cuz uh, so many people seem shocked. <laughs> I have two framed images <laughs> from the Brothers Adams. That's right. Yeah, it's high high quality artwork. <laughs> yeah. It's a one of them is a dwarf uh trying to feed a leg of lamb to an elf. <laughs> and the elf is making a plaintive gesture. <laughs> I guess I guess now's the time where we say goodbye. That's right, that's right. So I guess. Yeah, for all of us here in Dwarf Fortress Talk Land, to all of you out there in Dwarf Fortress Talk Listener Land. All right, I'm going to dislodge this animal. Dislodge! Place here, now I can see my taskbar. Ah! Ah! <laughs> blood, witness the blood. Ow! There's river, rivers of blood flowing from my thumb. Little baby scamps is a violent one. about chickens now, man. Yeah, yeah, chickens. Chickens. And and enlarged chickens. I mean I guess I guess it's kind of obligatory that we put giant chickens in the game. We have some other giant animals. So you have giant chickens. Be like a Knight of the Lepus or whatever the rabbit movie. The giant rabbits. Giant chickens. And uh then we'll have giant pigs. First we'll need regular pigs. The pig is the pig is kind of a more shameful omission because like I have my excuse with feathers and eggs right but yeah not sure pig. what excuse is pigs yeah you can just add a pig we have mountain goats but I don't know that we have regular goats it seems like we don't we have sheep uh I think my excuse there was was wool I have more of an excuse there yeah but but the uh, the uh, the pig 
the pig doesn't have an excuse. Gotta have it. Gotta have a pigs. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure. Doesn't every mod also just incidentally include a pig or something? Yeah, it's like, yep, and a free pig. <laughs> yeah, because, because, because the pig is, the pig is just, yeah, to my eternal shame until I add pigs, and then my eternal shame will be over, and I will, I will have redeemed myself somewhat, although the, the, the pain might linger of not having pigs for all these years. So. Yeah. I don't know if I can make that up to people. I guess it depends on their on their position on on like do we do we do we forgive and and forget or do we forgive but not forget uh that that there were no pigs in the game for 4 years. You know, I'm saying 4 years, but but it's already we're already past 4 years now, right? It's 4 years in a month. Yep. So that we've had no pigs, almost coming up on two months, no pigs. And